0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Watching the Boxes Fantasy Basketball Podcast, hosted by HashtagBasketball.com. I'm your host, Mike Katrin, and joining me, as always, is my co-host, Tyler Watts. What's up, Tyler?
1: Mike, it has been a crazy weekend of basketball. The two best teams stink. How about that?
0: Yeah, like, people thought this was going to be a boring old season, and instead, Golden State looks like that they're going to get beat every single game. And Cleveland can't play defense.
1: Cleveland like they're not only going to get get beat but blown out every game.
0: Yeah, they I mean, look real bad. The Bulls almost beat them.
1: And they got blown out by the Knicks, man. You get blown out by the Knicks, you got issues.
0: Hey, that, the whole, the poor Zingas has been killing it lately. And he might have something to say about that. Yeah, but I
1: mean we can both agree that the Knicks are not one of the NBA's elite teams this year, right? I mean they no. have an elite player perhaps in Zingas, but they're not an elite team. Oh, to don't. just stomp the pants off you, that's not a good sign for you.
0: It's a, it, it's embarrassing and all this will last about another week or two and then uh none we'll we'll forget what this ever this conversation ever happened. Cleveland and, and Golden State are going to the finals, who cares?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's still the betting favorite. Those odds have come down a little bit, though. If you're a gambler man, I'm
0: make putting, a, I make a have, buck. I might have to go put some money on that. Because um, I'm certainly not going to put money on Orlando or Detroit, who both have five wins.
1: I mean, I don't know. Detroit's a playoff team, I think.
0: Uh, the, the way they're playing, they are, especially in the East. Uh, I I think me, a couple dogs, and Chris Porzingis could be a playoff team. Oh, that's the Knicks. Might be yeah. a playoff
1: team. The Knicks might be a playoff team. That is true. You you hit the nail on the head there.
0: So yeah, they might actually be good, especially if Porzingis is going to average over thirty a game. Um, that that's been going on right now. I'm I'm pretty as a Porzingis owner, pretty excited about that.
1: Oh yeah, definitely right. Porzingis has looked great. um That Knicks team is just kind of interesting in the sense that Tim Hardaway started off real bad. So maybe if he picks it up, Porzingis takes a little bit of offensive hit. But, I mean, why can't Porzingis average 26, 28 points a game? I mean, I think he can.
0: Yeah, he's definitely one of uh, everyone's kind of favorite breakout players. And, honestly, he looks really good. He looks better um, than he did last year. And uh, they they ended up uh, beating Houston. No, that was uh, Philly who beat Houston tonight. Who did the Knicks beat?
1: Uh, good question. That's not important. I always want to talk about Enos Cantor. That's what I'm just
0: important. How dare you? To so all the all the Knicks listeners out there, I apologize. You Pire threw me. Does you, not care. You threw me right off because I was going to
1: toot my own horn about saying to get Enos Cantor and his nice fourteen and a half points and ten rebounds a game, looking very sexy right now in so, only twenty five minutes a game. I mean, just. Mm, getting me excited. They actually lost, to, or they actually beat the Nuggets tonight.
0: That's it. You know what? I watched that game, and I completely forgot who the hell they were playing. That's how That's how much basketball can, I've been watching.
1: Unfortunately, I cannot watch their games until, like, midnight because of the nice blackout
0: rules of the league pass. That is that is absolute trash. But um, let's actually, you know what? Let's talk about this game real quick. Uh, Jared Jack and Courtney Lee starting. Never mind. I don't think they are. I don't think Knicks are going to the playoffs. But uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. is oh. struggling to start the year, but he, he has shown that he he could put some decent fantasy numbers together. Tonight, like you said, Enos Cantor, 12 points, nine rebounds, two assists, and a block in 24 minutes. He was actually in foul trouble for a bit of the night giving – Kyle O'Quinn a lot of time. Let's let's talk about Kyle O'Quinn real quick. Uh, Silly Willy Hernan Gomez, three minutes, zero points, but Kyle O'Quinn. And the only reason he got it was the foul trouble for Cantor. Absolutely.
1: Things, I think. He's uh, completely Quinn out of
0: the also, rotation. Kyle O'Quinn also in foul trouble, five um, fouls in this game. A lot of fouls in this game. Um, but Kyle O'Quinn had 15 points, 12 rebounds, and five freaking blocks is is Kylo Quinn standard league relevant if Cantor gets injured
1: yeah I mean Kylo Quinn has always kind of been a good permanent guy he just never seems to get the minutes even if Cantor gets injured is do they start doing the crazy Willie Hernan Gomez Kylo Quinn like we're gonna split the minutes and one night it's a Quinn that gets 30 and Willie gets 18 and then it's the flip the next night, like they did last season, which you hate to see. But I mean, I always think Kyle Quinn's good per minute. And if you guaranteed me he got even 28 minutes a night, he would probably be standing relevant.
0: Yeah, I think uh, even around that 25 minute mark, when he plays, just like he's a crazy efficient um, fantasy basketball player. And though when he's played like extended, like 32, 33 minutes, that value doesn't like significantly bump up. He's kind of just good in uh, at 25 to 32 minutes. He's almost kind of the same amount of good. It's just that he's more likely to be that good in 32 minutes. Yeah, I
1: think you just see more consistency of like double digit points and pretty close to double digit rebounds with like an assist and a block and I mean that helps, but it's not like anything that you you must have, right?
0: No. Um uh, I, I don't have him in any standard leagues and he's probably on the waiver wire in most standard leagues, is my guess.
1: So here's a crazy thing that we can talk about for a quick second. Um does Jared Jack get cut, right? He's on this exemption because Joe Keep Noah suspended for that first, what is it, twelve games? Um, six in already. Joe Noah is gonna come back. Are they really gonna cut Jared Jack or are they gonna cut Dodson or one of these other guys?
0: Yeah, I don't. I don't think they're going to cut Jared Jack tonight. Jared Jack had ten assists. Uh, granted, he only had six points. He was three for five. No three pointers. No free throws. So obviously, his days are numbered. And we, we've already kind of know that about Jared Jack. But man, don't you think it, it's it's Ramon Sessions or or Dotson? Like it's got to be. I think they would want, in in the fact that they don't really have a point guard, I think they would just kind of want another point guard. But are,
1: are they team. cheap like the Bulls? That's the question, right? Because they're actually – if they cut one of those guys, they actually have to give away real money, whereas Jared Jack's contract, because it's one of those exemption ones, it just goes away.
0: No, the Knicks are just stupid. They're not cheap. Okay. Bulls so cheap, the Bulls are cheap and stupid.
1: That's the, only, that's the only reason I think that they might just cut Jack. Plus, if they figure Nilakina's ready – to play more minutes, I mean, is I mean, doesn't really matter if Jarrett Jack or Ramon Sessions is your backup. I mean, granted, Sessions can't play a lick of defense anymore, but can Jack really? Mm,
0: better than Sessions, I would assume. Sessions actually has not played in a couple games, and I, I do not believe there's an injury there. I believe it is um coach's decision. Oh, oh no, they benched sucking. him.
1: They benched him because if you look at the plus minus in those for first like three or four games that he started it was like really bad every game, like in the double digits in the one, it was like over 20.
0: I, I mean, isn't that a good reason Jared Jack stays around?
1: I would think, but I mean, I, the question to me is just how cheap are they? Like if they're cheap, they're going to cut Jack. If they're not, then they're going to cut sessions or
0: if, if thought, these other guys, if Jared Jack, if I promised you Jared Jack would average 29 minutes a game this season, seems like that's a lot. That's too many. Um, but let's just say 29. How big does your league need to be to own him? <sighs> 29,
1: exactly 29. Exactly That's
0: what I get. 29, not
1: 30, not 28, 29. Okay, let me think about this. I mean, we saw that year in Brooklyn there in 15 16, right? Where he was like real good there, 7.4 assists, which was definitely worth owning. Um, even you know, last year you can't really look at it. He played two games, right? So that's not a sample size. He's always been good for assists, even in 28 minutes, right? He's going to get you around five assists, which is probably at least worth streaming in a 12-team league and probably worth owning because five assists is not available on the waiver wire.
0: No, it is not. In fact, I would wage – well, five assists is probably right at this point. Some nights he could have 10 like tonight. Other nights it might be uh, three or four, but yeah. Yeah. I, I think you're onto something there. He's definitely a end of the bench or streaming type of guy in a 12 team league. But once you get any bigger than a 12 team league, I think you have to own him if he's going to start.
1: And I, th- I think too, though, that th- this is one of those things where every, every day the value gets a little bit less, right? You got to figure that by the end of the season, Nilakina's is going to play more and more and more and more and more. And I mean, maybe they're splitting the minutes at the end of the season, right? Maybe Nilakina completely takes over. But Jack's value, the days, every day gets a little bit less, I, I still think.
0: You you could have said that about Jack for the last three years. Um, and so, and, and and it is still true.
1: So did the Knicks make the two worst contract moves of the offseason with giving Ron Baker that big deal? That was a big deal. And then now he's completely out of the rotation and not even active? Um,
0: Yes. We can but, agree also, to- but you could also say that the Knicks made the two worst deals of the offseason – Every year for the last three years. So just like is Jared Jack and the Knicks are a perfect combination, they get worse by the day for the last that, three years.
1: That is true. How about Doug McDermott tonight, man? That's your boy. I know you love him. Three, three oh,
0: three-pointers. Doug the Thug, uh, him yep. three. Uh, hey, you know what? I like that he is continuing his tradition of getting zero steals and zero blocks. <laughs> uh, one of the worst – NBA players per minute all time in steals and blocks per game.
1: That is true. He does not do anything.
0: No, he does not. Let's, let's talk about the number of Nuggets real quick. A team that has, I think, struggled to find themselves offensively when last year they ended the year as one of the best offensive teams in the league, really. Tonight, Jamal Murray actually had a, a pretty good night, and he's on the upswing finally. I think a lot of people panicked. A lot of people got rid of him. And like we said, I told you, Tyler, I'm going to say this, every single episode for the first two weeks, do not panic.
1: do um, drop let, the
0: guys you drafted in the top 80.
1: He let off my schedule uh, article, which we can talk about a little bit later. Um, he yeah. was down to 34% in ESPN leagues. That was just that's, a big mistake by many – By many ESPNers. So he let it off as a four-game guy this week. Obviously, they played on Monday against the Knicks, so three games left this week. He let it off as the number one pickup. I cut it off at 40%. He was owned in 34. I don't understand why he's not owned in every league. Um, What's the ceiling on that? I mean, he's getting big minutes, right? But, I mean, I saw people sometimes picking him, like, at 50, 60. I Mm. thought that was kind of a mistake because I think that maybe the ceiling is, like, 50 or 60.
0: I I mean I I'm going to find myself hard to say his ceiling is top 50. Um there's still a lot of raw talent but the key word there is raw and he's not a true point guard. Well, and, and you've you've seen that the fact he he really doesn't run the offense. He doesn't get a lot of assists. And I think that's what people are having issues with. They thought he was going to be the point guard and he's really just another guard in this strange offense that's trying to figure itself out. Is that going to get better? Yeah, for sure. But, um, but, you know, he's never going to be a true point guard. This is also
1: going to be a team where you're going to get frustrated with him because all of those guys can score, right? Wilson Chandler's proven score. Paul Millsap can score the ball. Jokic can score the ball. Gary Harris can score the ball. Will Barton can score the ball on the bench, regardless of what I think about his basketball talents.
0: Oh, you know, Stephen Willie, he's got to so, go on. He can score I mean? bunches.
1: Like, there's going to be nights where, okay, Millsap and Chandler had the eight and six tonight. There's going to be nights where that's Jamal Murray. Yeah, absolutely. So you can't get frustrated with this guy. You, he's one of those guys you got to set it and forget it, kind of. There's going to be nights where his line looks like poop. There's going to be nights where his line looks great, like it did tonight. You got to just set him and forget it.
0: He, yeah, he is not going to be a top 50 player. If you were expecting a, a top 50 player there, you were is, wrong.
1: Is he even going to be a top 75 player? Like, I would say he's probably, he's definitely a top 100 player. And where <laughs> he was getting picked at like 120 in a lot of drafts, I mean, that was great value. But, I mean, I think he's probably – if I had to put money on it where I thought he would finish, I would say like pick – I would say around 80.
0: I think for time, for a month or two, you're going to be able to get top 70, top 60 value out of Jamal Murray. But 80-90 uh, seems to be the range that he's going to fit in. But, I mean, wouldn't you rather have him uh, than Tim Hardaway Jr.? Yeah, I'd rather have
1: him than Tim Hardaway Jr., I think. Although Tim Hardaway is probably a more likely scorer.
0: Yeah, I think he's a more likely scorer, but I think Jamal Murray does more things. Right, even though Hardaway's tonight Tim Hardaway just, did a lot.
1: Yeah. Hardaway's probably just a points guy, though, right? I mean, what does he prove he can do otherwise?
0: I just like Murray's upside more than I like Hardaway's upside, and that's why I would take him over here over Hardaway. I'm with you there. Uh, Paul Millsap has struggled to start the year. Uh, another struggle from the field night, two for 13. Those two uh, made shots were both three-pointers. Only had eight points fouled out of this game, apparently, but had 10 rebounds, four assists, two steals, and a block. So at least the uh, peripherals are on the uptick. This team is just kind of out of sorts, right? They're They're getting their crap together. Because it's it's a new it's a new starting lineup.
1: Oh yeah, and I think Paul Millsap has been kind of hit and miss in games this year so far. Um, I think they're going to be fine. They're going to be a good offense again. They just got to kind of get the cohesion together and figure out who is going to get the ball and and be the man here. Uh, It'll be interesting to see where Millsap's assista end up. I mean, he's only averaging one and a half through the first six games. Um, I think Jokic might take a few, a little bit of his assist power away, which is a category Millsap really helps you in.
0: Yeah, I was kind of hoping Jokic and, and Millsap would develop this uh, chemistry where uh, their passing ability really played off each other. Obviously, that hasn't happened, but it's also been right around seven games. So <laughs> I'm not terribly worried about that right now. But I think a lot of projections had Millsap finishing as a top 50 player, and perhaps even a top 40 player. And I'm uh, I'm still a little bit on the on the down side. I, I think I, I think I would say he's more of a top 50 player, maybe. I think he sneaks uh, in that for, top for the rest 50, of the year.
1: but I wouldn't. I wouldn't be if I'm buying him right now. I would probably try to buy him at like a top 50 price at the very highest, right? If you said I have to buy him at the highest possible price, I would try to buy him at like top 50 price. Yeah,
0: I think he's he's a, definitely a buy low uh, candidate right now because he's going. He's not. He's not falling off. He's still going to be a very worthwhile fancy player he's not going to wow you with any of his numbers but he's going to do everything across the board and that's exactly what you need especially in something like a roto league
1: i have one question for you to about finish up about the nuggets yeah how pissed is kenneth reed in that locker room these days was he train? traveling
0: with the team i mean he he, he got three minutes drama.
1: tonight mr starter kenneth reed got three minutes
0: yo kenneth reed is a starter on the bulls
1: I just, I found his comments very funny um, to begin the season. And we talked about that before. And poor Cam. I feel bad for him.
0: Actually, uh, Ken Fried is not a starter on the Bulls. Uh, Larry Markkinen has taken Kenneth Fried. I was going to the say,
1: they got the, that's the one spot the Bulls have a halfway decent player.
0: Yeah, I actually went to the uh, Bulls Oklahoma City game, which was one of the worst Bulls games I've ever seen live. Um, though Oklahoma City was fun to see. Ended up leaving the earliest I've ever left a game when the Bulls were down by 30 uh, at the uh, beginning of the fourth quarter. And um, the Bulls scored about eight points in the second quarter. So that was – at one point I looked up and I was like, how is there only two minutes left in this quarter? I feel like it just started. It was like, oh, because I hadn't seen the Bulls made a shot in eight to ten minutes of actual gameplay. They were – Absolutely atrocious, but I, I will say that Laurie Markkinen does look good, and it would be absolutely a shame to see Hoiberg take minutes away from this kid who does look like he has talent. Like, you can tell when he gets the ball, he already kind of knows where to pass or knows what to do with it, and when he swings it over to Jaron Grant, Jaron Grant just freezes for, like, a full second, and you're like, okay, well, there goes that play. Um, never mind, but... Laurie Markkinen looks pretty good. He's got a pretty good shot, and um, yeah, I, I think he could be an all right NBA player. In the, in I the told
1: you when the draft happened that
0: you were underrating him. I want you to say you're sorry now. I, I'm not sorry, but um, I, I definitely underrated him simply because he he did kind of look not that great in preseason. So I will uh, I will take the fact that he has been banging with a, a couple of big boys in the league already. And it, once he puts a little bit of bulk on there, and maybe he should just exclusively watch tapes of Jerk Nowitzki fadeaways for the next three years, that'd be great. Um, he could be a pretty good NBA player.
1: I'm with you there. How do they resolve the Miratich situation? Are they going to move him? Or are they going to move Fortis? Or- I,
0: I think they got to they gotta move one of them. And my guess is they would... Well, I don't know. I think they've probably talked to Nico's people and said, you know, is this not feasible? Um, Can we not work something out? Uh, Nico has said he would waive his no trade uh, clause for this year just to get the hell away from the bulls. So that's a pretty bad sign. Uh, Honestly, I I would rather have Nico than Portis. Nico is a better asset.
1: You got two and a half months before you be He can't be traded until January 15th because of the sign this offseason. What I don't understand is why is Bobby Ford is there. He's not an NBA player, is he? Is he really an NBA player? I mean, he's no. young, but I mean, what have you seen from him that you go, yeah, that's something I want on my team? Like,
0: occasionally he makes some threes. That's about the best thing that I've seen him do. No, uh, he cannot play defense. He's unable right. to play
1: defense. And he just, yeah, okay, he has his crazy eyes and all that, but I mean, I would. If it were me, if it were my team, I would just tell Bobby Portis, if we can't find anyone to trade for Bobby Portis, which you probably can't, we'd just be like, yeah, we
0: don't want you anymore, see you, buddy. I, I, I bet you we could get a second-round pick for Bobby Portis, I would assume. A crappy second-round pick, but a second-round pick nonetheless. I mean, I don't,
1: I, I don't know how much but, the, the, the whole punching your teammate in the face affected his value, too, right? Like, if you're a team, do you really want to bring in that kind of locker room presence to your team, especially if you're a young team, right? Like no, no playoff teams trading for him. So it's going to have to be like a young rebuilding team. Do you want a guy who may punch any of his teammates in the face on your team?
0: Uh, I certainly don't want him on the bulls, but um, you know, I'm not so cheap that I I would rather keep Bobby Portis than, than let him go um, and just drop him. Cause I, I think someone would pick him up off of waivers. I, I do. I don't doubt that. I mean, this is a free shot on a 22 year old kid who was a, I
1: mean, a first round pick.
0: Well, I wouldn't. I would not pick up Bobby Portis on waivers in fantasy, uh, but I would take a chance on Nico Meritich when he comes back. I, I just think it's going to be a while. And when you break your face, I mean, I think that's going to ruin his value for the year. His ceiling has moved down from you know what I was hoping as a. Could be sneak into the top fifty too. I hope he sneaks into the top one hundred.
1: Yeah, I mean, and it's hard to say what effect that'll have on him too, right? If you break your face, you might be a little gun shy to get
0: passes near your head and all that. So it could have a big effect on well, him. I, I think you're happens. just afraid of contact at that point. The same thing happened with Derrick Rose. Um, hopefully, his visions are. Right. Derrick Rose's vision wasn't good for like an almost an entire season after he broke his face. So um, just nothing but. Nothing but sad news for Derrick Rose out there, though he is playing um, well enough to stream in uh, in standard leagues every once in a while for the Cleveland Cavaliers. Man, good old Derrick Rose. Hey, I, I love Derrick Rose, and I'll love, I'll love Derrick Rose forever. So I have a question for you.
1: Oh, man, what is the question? I might not know the answer.
0: What is the best part about the fantasy basketball season.
1: What do you mean other than beating you, right? Oh, you're going to talk about that, huh? Because that's my favorite part, right? Well,
0: right now we are in our Watching the Boxes Listener League. It is the matchup everybody's been waiting for, Mike versus Tyler. And, um, you know, if you're going to come from the king, you best not miss, son, because I'm in first place. And I can't hear you way down there in sixth, I can't hear you. I don't how understand I how I'm six. Like everyone is tied with the same record. How am I six? I don't follow I, this. doesn't matter. I can't hear you down there. I'm in first place. I cannot hear you down in six. So good luck this week. Uh, my, Even though you're on. like two points behind me, I believe.
1: It is on. All right. So the best thing is the draft, right? I mean, that's just where you get your team. Everybody's excited. I love the draft.
0: Yes. The, it, everyone's excited. Uh, anything can happen, but you only really get a draft once at the beginning of the season, right? Well, yeah, I mean, of course. Well, What if I told you there was an app out there that's like Daily Fantasy, but you get a draft every single day? Wow, that sounds like great. Believe it or not, there is. It's called Draft.com. Here's how it works. The draft only lasts one night. There's no management of teams. You just set it and forget it. So if you drafted uh, Kawhi Leonard at the beginning of the season and you're real depressed right now, or maybe you went went back-to-back Kawhi and and CP3 and you're real depressed, and then you got Hayward like in the third round, um, you might as well actually just sign up right now for draft.com because you can actually do a draft, a snake draft, every single night with other players, just like a season long, but it lasts only one night. Once you're done drafting, there's no trades, there's no waiver wire. The draft lasts a few minutes, and you basically play for just that night. And you can win cold, hard cash, Tyler. It sounds great. I, I'm in. Sign me up. Well, you should sign up. Watch the box listeners can get a free entry into a draft when you make your first deposit. But you have to use the promo code BOXES. That is B. O X E S. That's right. We have a sponsor and we also have our own promo code. It's pretty cool, huh? We're moving up in the world. We are moving up a world. And if you, like I said, if you go out and you sign up right now, uh, Boxes, B O X E S, you can play a real money game for free by using that promo code. So when you put your first deposit, you get a free entry into one a, a draft tonight. So you might as well just go out there. I'm going to go out there and I'm, I'm going to sign up for a draft and maybe we'll do a listener draft here. Maybe next week. I'm just looking forward to taking all your money, Mike. I mean, that's not sugarcoated uh, here. Yeah. Well, I'm going to beat you in, in our regular league. And then I could, now I can even beat you daily. It's uh to me, it's a better way to play daily fantasy basketball. You get to do a snake draft. I love, I love doing drafts. That's my, like I said, my favorite part of the season. And you can play with even your friends. You can play with strangers um you can you can do whatever you want. It's, it seems to be a, a pretty uh, versatile app. So that is... I'm, I'm
1: only strangers only for me, man.
0: Strangers only. I'm I'm only gonna play with strangers too. I don't want to play with any of my friends. <laughs> They're all jerks. Um and I'd be really mad if they took my money. So listeners, if you're interested, we were gonna be doing a draft.com listener draft coming up soon. If you tweet at us that you've joined, we will enter you into our listener draft. Coming up next week, but you have to use the promo code boxes, B O X E S, when you sign up. If you tweeted us showing that you signed up, we will make sure you are in our next snake draft for draft.com. What do you think about that, Tyler? I'm pumped. I'm going to lose so much money. People are going to be real happy that they're playing in our (laughs) our listener league because I'm going to lose all the money. My bank account is
1: now down to zero.
0: So thank you, draft.com. Thank you, listeners, for signing up. Like I said, tweeted us if you do sign up and we'll get you in our listener league. Let's talk about the Toronto Raptors. This is probably the, I don't know, there hasn't been a ton of news going on out there. Obviously uh, Eric Bledsoe's situation is still going on, still pending. Uh,
1: And and that's what I
0: said too, right? When
1: when he got picked up or he got, you know, sent home is, they don't have to trade him, right? They're going to wait for the offer they want. So it could be all the way till February. Now, I'm going to keep Eric Bledsoe because, I mean, it's a top 20 player potentially, maybe 25. That's kind of where his stealing is. But if it drags out for a long, long time and you cut him, you might be better off, right? You you just have some bigger stones than
0: I got, I think. I don't, I don't think you cut Eric Bledsoe at all, period. I, I, here, here's why. Number one, he's got value. So anyone who would be picked up off the waiver wire, I don't think you drop it. I think you, you definitely go for a trade. Maybe you have to take 40 cents on a dollar for this trade, but right now with Eric Bledsoe, and I, I know we said we're going to talk about the Toronto Raptors, but, you know, screw it. We're talking about Eric Bledsoe. This is, um, I think, a tough, this is a tough position to be in if you have Eric Bledsoe. You're basically taking a wager on, are the Phoenix Suns so petty that they won't move him until January, February? And if you think that's the case, move him right now. Trade him right now. But if you think it's going to be another couple weeks, um, hold on to him. But here's the reverse. If you're interested in Eric Bledsoe, the owner is going to start getting kind of nervous after, I think, another two to three weeks without one of their good guards. And I think you're going to be able to get 40 cents on the dollar here in a couple weeks. Especially if there's no news about Eric Bledsoe.
1: And this is the perfect time too, right? If you if you think you're a championship winning team in a head to head league, or especially in a roto league, right, he's perfect to own in a roto league because you don't. You mean you can just keep him on your bench till he's ready, and then you play him, right? Um, you could probably get someone who's really panicking and and make that kind of real buy low offer, and you might give up like I mean, just someone who's playing hot right now that you don't think really has a ton of sustained value and. Pff, I mean, you could get literally a top 30 player on your team for almost nothing.
0: Yeah. I, I, in fact, I, I've been interested in trying to trade for Eric Bledsoe uh, in a couple of my leagues. And, um, you know, I've been offering people like Daniela Gallinari. Daniela Gallinari is a perfectly good player. He's off to a slow start, right? But, you know, do I love Dan- Daniela Gallinari? Do I think Daniela Gallinari is a top, you know, 30, 40 player? No, I don't. And that's, that's a, a trade that's not insulting, right? If you put out there, you know, freaking remote sessions for Eric Bledsoe, that's so insulting you might not be able to make a trade with that person the rest of the year. But, you know, someone in that 50, 60, 70 range might be worth it. And you might start, that range might start dipping here in a couple weeks when there's no news about Eric Bledsoe.
1: Yeah, and we could talk about you know a lot of these guys, right? Some some guys off to like kind of hot starts. Uh Patrick Beverly? Yeah. I mean, I'd make that deal, right? If you especially if you think Blitzo's going to be around relatively soon. Now, if you got to wait all the way to February, the guy who gets Beverly might win that deal. Right? So it's yeah. a gamble. It's still a risk. But it it's a potentially league-winning move. Um another guy, Ron Ronaldus Jefferson, that's a guy at off, Right? He's been real good, playing like a stud. I mean, does that keep up in twenty five minutes? I don't think mm-hmm. so. I don't think he's like super, super good. So, Rondell no. Jefferson probably sells in like somewhere in the seventy five to one hundred range. If you can trade that for a top thirty Eric Bledsoe, that's probably worth it.
0: Damari Carroll, I throw his name in the in, in the in the ring. Um, yeah, this like you said, this is you don't make you don't win leagues without taking risks, and this is a risk that could honestly help you win your league. And I think if you're weak in guards and weakened point guards, I think you should take that risk. Why not?
1: Yeah, I mean, I'm with you there. The question is what you have to pay, right? If you're still paying market value though, I mean I think that's kind of a dumb move. But if you can if the guy's nervous, make a low ball offer.
0: Yeah, I would I would definitely make a low ball offer. Um, I'd also make a low ball offer on Chris Paul if he doesn't come back here in the next two weeks, like he's supposed to, if they push that back out another two to three weeks, it's a little suspicious, but I, I would make a low ball offer for that. Cause when Chris Paul comes back, I mean, it's a long season. I think that's what a lot of people forget, especially a lot of new players. They're used to fantasy football. They're used to 16 weeks. They're used to really every one of those weeks mattering. And there's still a long time before the playoffs start in fantasy basketball a very long time and it's always weird for me when i see people drafting around their playoff schedule or asking about playoff schedules in october or november you gotta make the playoffs first
1: did you read my article i actually kicked off with that in my my article um about about week three basically saying if you're in last place right now, right? Worst case scenario, right? 12-14 team league, you're in dead last place after the first two weeks. I'm not panicking. What I'm doing is I'm assessing my team. Is there, if there are a, a clear reason I can see why I'm in last place? Maybe I picked Chris Paul in the first round and he's hurt. Maybe that's why I'm in last place. Maybe why I'm in last place is I've got all the guys shooting 25% so far and they're all 50% shooters. I mean, like there's I mean Kyle Lowry for example maybe I have him he's shooting 35 percent is Kyle Lowry gonna shoot 35 percent for the season probably not
0: yeah Westbrook's free throw right now is in like the 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 50s or the 60s that's not gonna last um also look who you played right did you play a team that had uh Andre Drummond on it who made all his free throws in the first week like should you have won that matchup instead of lost uh did one of his random players go off like the sample size is too small to panic.
1: Right. So, And then you adjust accordingly, right? Now, maybe you might look at your team and say, oh, man, I'm really only good in like three categories, so I do need to make a trade here and get boost in rebounds or a boost in steals or assists or blocks. And that's good too, right? Now is the perfect time to assess your team and then buy low on some of these guys that people are panicking about because, oh, man, he's not hitting his free throws or this or that or whatever you can make a great heist move and improve your team into from literally last place to win the championship. It's not over yet.
0: Yeah. There's nothing but time. Um, It's about, it's, it's it's after the new year is when you start really needing to assess your, uh, (laughs) your, your life. You start looking at your teams and they're, and they're miserable by, by January, if you haven't uh, assessed, you, you you've done it wrong. But right now, especially with the elongated season, there's plenty of time. Don't panic. And with that, let's talk about the Toronto Raptors, like I promised earlier. Uh, Serge Ibaka out with a swollen right knee. Jonas Valanciunas out with a sprained ankle still. Um, Suspiciously out longer than I think that, that injury uh, was indicated to be, you know, and, and not that serious. And it seems like it's, you know, mildly serious. And um, Chigapodal is getting the uh, bulk of the playing time here, um, or at least enough playing time to start being interesting. Is there anything you like about uh, Podal's fancy game here? Uh, there could be a block steel type of uh, potential here.
1: Well, I just like his name, first off. I just think it's it sounds powerful, right? I believe it's
0: Yakabotul.
1: Yac- yeah, Yakabotol just sounds like strong, like some sort of like Arnold Schwarzenegger powerlifter guy. Um so I'll say that. I mean, I don't love this guy. <laughs> I get he's been good, but I mean he played nineteen and eighteen minutes in the last two games. Like if you want to stream this guy, sure. Maybe he gets you a double-double here for a couple weeks, but both injuries are very up in the air. They're not really telling us what's wrong, I don't think. you know They're kind of ambiguous. Serge Ibaka has not looked good, in my opinion. Um, the years may have passed him by in the sense that he just looks bad, I think. He's not supposed to be that old. but
0: and I know you're in the conspiracy theory uh, world that Ibaka is 39 years old.
1: And, and I'm not saying that. I'm just saying he doesn't look good, right? Aging mm-hmm. Curve is different for everybody. So you can be 30 and be busted. I mean, that just happens to people. Um, Podal, the steal in the block is what's going to make him sexy, and that's what's going to make him undervalued, right? Even if he keeps playing this limited minutes, if he can get a steal in a block a game, you're loving that. Um, I just I don't know that I'm hitching my wagon to this guy in the sense that I may pick him up and hold him for like a week or two if those guys stay out. But if I have to drop somebody who's got legitimate value all season, I'm definitely not doing that.
0: Yeah, I'm willing to start – or I'm willing to take a flyer on Poto while he starts. But he's definitely one of those guys who ends up disappearing off the face of the earth once Ibaka and and Jonas are back. I know there's a lot of people out there indicating that Oh well, he might actually be, you know, good enough to start taking minutes from Valenciunas, and I, I, I just don't see that.
1: Well, there's always minutes behind Valentinus because Dwayne Casey refuses to play Valentinus big minutes, right? Valentinus gets like 25 minutes every single season. So in that sense, there is a role behind him, but it's not that many minutes.
0: No, it's not. And I don't think it's worth standard league relevance at all. Deeper leagues? Though I, I do like the block steal possibility and the good rebounds, so if I'm in a if I, if I'm in a, a big league, you know, sixteen team league, uh, I think he should be owned, especially at this point. Yeah, I'm with you there. I'm with you there. So there's a lot of players who have had these very kind of strange injuries. Some of them um, suspensions. Some of them for punching people in the face. Some of them are, um, I guess, concussion related like Miles Turner, and uh, other ones are uh, a bit mysterious. We don't know when Chris Paul and Kawhi Leonard will be back. But let's, let's talk about those fringe players who might be back in the next couple weeks. And uh, I, I kind of like to talk about the philosophy of, of picking up a guy who might be on your waivers when they're coming off an injury. I'm talking about someone like Jamichael Green, Ilya Sobo, uh rajon rondo might be on your on your waiver wire right now because people don't want to deal with him the more both of the morris you said both of the mori are coming back both of the mori are supposed to be
1: back this wow. week uh marcus oh. morris just played in a g what sent down to the g league i'm not sure if he's actually going to play in a g League game or not but he got sent down to the g league and marcus morris or Markeith morris is due back on friday Marcus Morris may play on Wednesday. They may hold him out in Wednesday's game, and he may play on Friday.
0: So let's start with the Mar- the the Moray twins. Uh, I think Markeef Morris, if he's out there right now, now's the time to pick him up. He should be back in the next few days, and he's going to he's going to start. Like, why wouldn't he? Right?
1: And and it puts Kelly Oubre on the cut line. I mean, I'm dropping Kelly Oubre if I own him at this point. He's kind Try of an up him. and down. But- even in big minutes, right? So, yeah, if you can trade him, trade him. If no one wants him, right? If you're in a league with smart guys, they're going to know. I think Marquise Morris is a top-hundred player, man. I, I would definitely own Marquise Morris.
0: Yeah, if, Markeith, if, if Morris is out there, Marquise, if old Marquise is out there, you should uh, go pick up that dude right now in your studio. 52% TVs. on Yahoo,
1: so, I mean, he's, he's out, out there.
0: there. He's out there, folks. Let's talk about the other Morai, um, the Marcus Morai. A little bit different situation for him right
1: he's never really a standard league guy and i talked about this in the boston preview is he's always a guy i like to own a deeper leagues because he always seems to get huge minutes um the question will be how many minutes is boston really going to play him it's a new situation now right he always got big minutes in detroit um, i'm interested in, in marcus morris and, and i put this in my article too that I just want to see what minutes he's getting and then I'll decide. He's probably not even worth it in a standard league, but he will be streamable in a standard league would be my guess. And he's probably in your 14 and 16 team. He's going to have value.
0: Yeah. I think if I had just a a crap spot down there at the end of my bench, maybe I would take a chance on, on Marcus Morris right now, but you know, after that, uh, I just feel like they in a standard league. There's just going to be a lot more players available and a lot better players available. And until, like you said, until I know what his place in the rotation is, I'm just not really, really willing to hold a roster spot on my team. I, I guess it's, it's kind of a low risk. If you just decide to stream him for the, uh, for a good stretch of Boston games, or if you're trying to get in a streamer for an off off day, when, you need guys to play on one of those Tuesday-Thursdays when there's not a lot of teams playing. So, you know, maybe you hold on to him an extra day just to see what happens or an extra game, right? So it might be a low risk if you're streaming correctly. But I, I can't say that I'm getting terribly excited about him uh, coming back. Yeah, I'm with you there. Should we worry about Markeith's, um hernia at all?
1: No. No, to my knowledge of these things, like, once you get the surgery, like, it's pretty pretty stable as long as you wait the required amount of time and don't do dumb things. So, I mean, I'm feeling pretty fine with that.
0: Yeah, I think that's uh, – I, I think he'll be fine. It sounds like he's taking his progress pretty well. Uh, it sounds like Scotty Brooks is saying there's really no setback with him. Um, yeah. I I I'm with I'm still I'm still buying on, Mar- on Mark Keith out there. Let's see. Who else who else we got out there? Who's coming back that uh interests you? That interests me. A lot of men interest me. Well, uh quote, write that quote down everybody.
1: <laughs> um I, I I got two I'll, I'll say about. It. Uh Rajon Rondo, Basketball Monsters reporting he's going to return on November 7th. Interesting. Now, Here's what I'll say about that. On October 23rd, he was still expected to miss about a month, according to the Pelicans people, despite him doing shooting drills. So I don't know where Basketball Monster got that information. I, I, we love those guys there. I'm not disputing that fact. I'm just saying it's kind of up in the air when he returns. But this dude is going to get you plenty of assists to matter. He's an assist hunter. He always has been. He is gonna get you enough assists to matter in a standard league and he's only on fifty-six percent. So I don't think it's the worst idea to take a shot on him, wait a week or two. You might have and this you know enough to swing a category there for you.
0: Yeah, he's I mean he's raised Rondo, everybody. Like he's gonna hold the ball in his hand too long. He's gonna take chances on steals and occasionally get one, and he's gonna Pass the ball when he should shoot. So, all those things sadly lead to uh, usually lead to losses for your NBA team, but it leads to assists and steals in your fantasy team. And he's going to play a lot, and he's going to play with two bigs who like getting lobs and are very athletic. And even though they often play a little bit too much isolation, Boogie Cousins. Um, it does seem to work for those guys. So we'll see. It will be interesting to see how he affects both AD and cousins, but those guys are going to get theirs and uh, they should be easy targets for Rayshon Rondo.
1: I'm with you there. Uh, Seth Curry thoughts on him.
0: So we've talked about Seth Curry in the past. He's definitely a fantasy uh, standard league relevant guy, right? It does seem like he might be back next week. it, It looks like, but, we talked about this. This is one of those injuries that can linger, I believe. These are my least
1: favorite because I it stress reaction before it was a stress fracture, according to them. But these things have a tendency to kind of crop back up and crop back up and crop back up. Um, I hate them. There's no real way to fix them other than to rest up. I'm worried about Seth Curry for the whole year. This thing coming back, mm-hmm. um, that doesn't mean he's not worth owning. But I'm just, I'll be, I'll be on my toes looking for it coming back. Pretty much the whole season.
0: Let's say you are a little light on guards and you want some threes, so Seth Curry does fit your build, and he's out there, he's out on your wire. But he, uh, let's say you know he's supposed to be back next Wednesday. Let's say they change it to ne- like next, like two Sundays from now. When are you going to pick him up? Right now? A little later this week, going into into the the week coming up, because eventually when he starts, and if you're in a big enough league, you know, even if you're a 12 team league, I think once people hear he's going to start or hear he's going to come back, that's when people usually move. And it's good it's good to pick up those guys a little bit earlier than necessary if you really want them.
1: Assuming no IR, right? Or, I I I, or it's it's filled by somebody better. Um, sure. Man, I I don't like to do more than a week if it's a head to head league, just because I think you miss out on so many streaming opportunities. Um, but you're right. As soon as you hear the news, right? He's back in a week. He's back in three days. He's back in five days. People are gonna rush out there and get him. Um, I don't think he's got the high enough value, like. To say I would wait more than a week, so probably a week. Whenever I think he's going to return, a week out from that, I would look to pick him up. Um, so in like two days,
0: I'm with you. Um, it's it's usually a crapshoot, and so this might be a little bit more of a problem for roto leagues where, um, or shallower leagues where guys like Seth Curry, you're not going to keep him on your roster uh, in a shallower league, or even re- re- maybe in a 12 team league. Standard-wise, you know, uh, head-to-head-wise, you're not going to keep him on your on your roster without an IR. But he does have potential value. He does have potential, you know, top 75 value if he ends up hitting it on all cylinders. His return does cause problems in that rotation. Uh, my guess is Yogi Pharrell, or however you say the his last name. Yogi Pharrell is a way cooler name than Yogi Farrell.
1: Yeah, but, Yogi... Uh, Yogi's going down with the ship, I believe.
0: Yeah, I, I hate to break it to Yogi. He even though as a fantasy player, I really do like I think he's a pretty good fantasy player, even though Tyler hates him as a basketball player. Um Defense yeah. is a real thing, Mike. Defense uh doesn't win championships in in fantasy basketball. All right, there's no stat for hustle. I'm with you there. Two more guys who, who might be coming back who I'd, I'd like to throw out there: Greg Monroe and Jamichael Green. Both might be back mid November. Well, Greg Monroe right just got hurt.
1: They said he was definitely
0: out for two weeks with this yeah. little calf injury. God, those that's another one that you know could potentially linger. Sore yeah, calf, no, you know you know what I mean. Sore calf, but out for two to three weeks. That doesn't sound like a sore calf.
1: And these coaches, man, always just trying to feed me this line of BS, like sore calf. Yeah, like nothing's wrong with it. Just this just little, just a little ouchie on there. Sore calf, not traveling
0: weeks. with the team. <laughs> what?
1: Huh? What? So here's the thing I'll say about Greg Monroe. If I own this guy in a head-to-head league, I am cutting him. I he's getting 15 minutes a game. When this guy plays, he's definitely way worth it. Even in 22 minutes last year, he was way worth it to be owned in a standard league. But, God, does Jason Kidd hate him, or is it just me?
0: Yeah, there's something there's something up there, and it's probably about the defensive philosophy that they have in, uh, in Milwaukee right now with all those long dudes with long arms and, and Thon McCurr kind of taking the minutes away from um, Monroe along with Henson. And you you would actually think, even though McCurr starts, you know, he doesn't play huge minutes, but you would think as the season goes on, McCurr's minutes are going to go up. And that just doesn't leave room for a- applauding Greg Monroe, who can't gamble like Giannis can or Middleton can or even McCurr can on defense and then recover real quick. And that's the kind of uh, style of defense they like to play in Milwaukee. And that just does Monroe doesn't fit the situation. It doesn't fit their strategy. And that's why he's been moved to a bench player. But now it looks like he's even being his role is being further reduced. And that's and that's just bad news.
1: Yeah, no, I'm a big I'm a big fan of Greg Monroe's fantasy game, but just not this year, I don't think.
0: I I hope that they look to trade him simply because that's a great pickup. If you hear trade rumors for Greg Monroe, I'd just I'd be willing to stash him. Because if he just goes to some team where he's going to play 32 minutes, he's a fantastic fantasy player.
1: Yeah, I'm with you there.
0: Might look good in a in a Bulls jersey. He's an <laughs> expiring contract, though, so I, d- I doubt the Bucks would just get rid of an expiring contract for nothing. Mm, never know. Jamichael Green should also be back sometime mid November. And. Um, Kind of a one of those um, sneaky sleepers. So not one of the obvious sleepers that a lot of people had this year, but I'd say a sleeping sleeper, a sleepy sleeper. Um, (laughs) Would you stash Jermichael Green in a twelve team twelve team head to head league? Would you uh, stash him on the bench come come next week? Well,
1: see, that one's tough because, yeah, he's going to give you rebounds, but does he give you, like, anything else you're super excited about other than good efficiency numbers I mean, other than good percentages? It's like nine points, and I'm not wetting myself over that. Half a steal, half a block, an assist, point seven threes. but, like, even for a power forward, is that good anymore? Like, everybody shoots threes.
0: Yeah, everybody hits threes now. He's, like, a half a three, and, half a block, half and, a steal guy. Yeah. It's like... Why can't that be one, one, and one? If that was one, one, and one, now I'm interested, but it's not. And the efficiency
1: is not on any volume. So, yeah, those numbers look good, but he's not super helping you because there's not any attempts.
0: Yeah, he's taking like six a game, right?
1: Yeah, like six and a half and a half and 2.2 last year is where he ended up. So, like, I mean, that's not helping me really. So, I mean, this is a guy I'll wait till he plays his first game, right? You got to figure he's missed a few weeks. He's going to come out slow out of the gate anyways. Is this guy worth it in 18 minutes? Probably not. So I don't really even want him for that first game. And he's kind of on that streamable thing for me anyways. If I need rebounds, maybe I hold him as like maybe my last player. But I just I think he's kind of more in that streaming category. I'm not super excited to pick him up.
0: I think he's a stash-worthy player in a 14-team league. In a 12-team league... I think I would consider taking a flyer on him, uh, you know, a little bit ahead of time—five, six, seven days ahead of time—just to see how it goes. And it might it might take a while, it might take a week or so. But I, I do think he falls into the—he's a streaming player in a standard league. So if I like him and I need the rebounds on my team, my team doesn't have very good rebounds, maybe I stream him for the week or I pick him up for the week if I have a, a league that locks for the week. Which I suggest don't playing those. But if you're streaming for the week, you want to take a flyer on this guy because you don't get good rebounds, go for it. Why not? There could be something there. Yeah,
1: and the rebounds are good. I mean, so they're worth it as far as streaming goes. Yeah. This Markel Foles thing went downhill fast, huh?
0: Um, it, I mean, shouldn't it have happened faster? We're already like a couple weeks into the season, and he's been injured for like over a month, and they're just like, Oh, maybe he's injured. Maybe we should stop playing him. What an idea. Well, and that, that's
1: what's crazy, like right? It's like, oh, he's going to miss a game. And then it's like, oh, no, three weeks. We decided just. It's like,
0: yeah. okay, well. It's almost like they um, got peer pressured by Twitter to freaking rest from Philly fan Twitter to not play <laughs> freaking Fultz while he's injured.
1: Here's another thing I'll say about it, too. I could see him holding them out even longer than the three weeks and just trying to redo that jump shot. Not redo it, get it back to where it was. Because I think that the new jump shot thing is not working out.
0: Hey, Philly beat Houston tonight, and why that might be a schedule loss for the Rockets there. Uh, I don't think Philly truly needs Markel Fultz right now. So why not get someone who allegedly has a ton of talent who could be uh, a very good player? He was number one pick in a draft, right? Uh, I don't think he was the number one pick in the draft because people were completely missing on everybody else. I do think he is talented enough to be a, a top pick in a draft, right? But you're not going to see it if he's injured. You're not going to see it if you don't give him the reps and the time. And why not? I mean, who cares? You're Philly. Take another year with him. Who gives a Who gives a shit? I'm with you there. I, uh dario Sarch got the start tonight or is, does that make you a little bit more interested in dario Sarch in a standard league
1: does it wow that's a good question because i just don't know what to think about old dario man i don't either he got 31 minutes tonight arts things um minutes which he has in the last two games Sure, I'm kind of in, but it's only because J.J. Reddick has been out, and I don't think J.J. Reddick's injury is going to last long. So, I mean, I'm probably I'm probably streaming Sarge right now until Reddick comes back, and then I don't even know. I'm probably maybe streaming him if I can't find anything better, but I might be able to in a 12-team league.
0: Yeah, I, uh, oof. I mean, I want him to be good, right? That's, <laughs> I think that's the problem It's like, you kind of – uh, I just kind of want him to, to not sit on the bench or I want him to play extended minutes and, man, it, it just doesn't look like, uh, he's going to, he's going to get it this year. And when someone's sporadically playing like this and I, obviously this is an injury, but like sometimes off the bench, he plays, plays, a you know, 24 plus minutes, but sometimes it's a little, you know, it's a, it's a little less, right. Um, yeah, he, like, played 17 last time they played Houston. He played 20 against Detroit, but then he played, you know, 29 against Dallas. I think you're just going to have to take your chances on him when you can. But, man, coming off the bench, it just doesn't seem like he's um, he's taken to it. But if, if there's an injury on this team, it looks like he's someone you could take a flyer on, no matter what the position, because J.J. was out and he's starting, and that's not his position.
1: Well, they bumped Bob Cove down, and they're kind of playing him as a – playing Simmons kind of as a three and him as a four.
0: I, I like, like it. Works. It works. I mean, it's it's working, right?
1: Well, that's kind of the nice thing about their lineup, too, is they got a lot of interchangeable parts. And so, um, yeah, I think kind of any injury could open up a spot for him because he's kind of the sixth man, and they want him to play. because so He's young, and he's good. He's talented.
0: Tyler, let's talk about this article that you wrote.
1: All right, I want people to read it. It's on hashtag basketball.com, and it's called the Fantasy Basketball Week 3 Schedule Primer. Um, So I'll talk about a couple players in it. Mo Harkless is the guy I want to hit on. This guy on Yahoo is the 109th player for the season. He's only shooting 36%. He's available in 75% of Yahoo leagues and almost 93% of leagues in ESPN. Those guys are playing four games this week. He looks like a great pickup. I just really think he should be owned in a lot more leagues. So there's a guy, if you want to go out and pick someone up, he's kind of got a good block steal thing going. He's going to get you probably double-digit points. He's going to get you some decent rebounds, not much assists, but you can't have everything. So that's one.
0: You know we are big Mo Harkless fans. We're always big Mo Harkless. I
1: fans. know. I'm trying to champion for him here. Okay.
0: So he, he's he's struggling a little bit this year, and he's always a little on and off. But he's getting the playing time, right?
1: He's getting the minutes. That's all I want to see from Mo. Thirty a game.
0: Who else you got out there who's playing a lot of games this week? That okay. might be a good.
1: Oh, it gets a little crazy this week with the schedule. Wednesday and Friday there's twelve games, so you probably aren't going to do a ton of streaming. So. For the first time, I looked at what I like to call pseudo back to backs, which is like the Tuesday Thursday, right with a limited number of games uh, Thursday Saturday and then Saturday Sunday. The streaming is really light this week because the only teams playing those back to backs don't have a ton of ton of streaming options. But I'll mention one more guy they play a Saturday Sunday back to back and it's a guy we're not usually huge on, but I, I, I want to get your take on him. It's Austin Rivers.
0: Ooh, Austin Rivers, one of my least favorite players of all time.
1: Okay, now, here's what I'll say, right? I have never been a big Austin Rivers proponent, and especially in fantasy. He is actually 52% owned in Yahoo Leagues, which surprised me. He's only 13% in ESPN. He was out there for a little bit, so he hasn't played a ton of games, but he's getting 34 minutes a night in his last four games and he scored over 16 points in his last three games.
0: Yeah, I mean, he hasn't been shooting the ball well. His his free throw percentage is, is trash. So if you don't care about percentages, this does make sense. He's getting enough minutes to be relevant to stream if you do not care about percentages. So, and by that time of the week, right, you're going to know if you care about the percentages or not. So he might be a really great pickup midweek if uh, – if you're going to need the uh, the points.
1: Yeah, and here's the thing I'll say about it, right? 43.8 and 44 the last two seasons, the, field, the free throw percentage has never been great, but he could even be all right in that field goal percentage. That could tick up a little bit. He seems to be getting a lot of playing time and a little bit more shots uh, this season. And, hey, man, if you're playing 34 minutes a night, you're probably at least worth streaming in. So there's kind of a guy late in the week, right? Get you some points, get you some steals probably, get you a few rebounds. Uh, probably not a ton in the assist category. So there's just another name I'll throw out there. Uh, there's plenty of names on the thing. I even looked ahead for the Sunday, Monday, back to back to week four. So, yeah, go check the article out.
0: Yeah, um, definitely. It's on hashtag It is a very good article. It is actually a great way to prime your streaming for the week if you're in a weekly league and a great thing to check during the week, if you're in a daily league, Um, I I think it's one of the more helpful things out there. And we'll, we'll we'll definitely be talking about those players on that list as the week goes on. Uh, Tyler, where can people tweet at you?
1: Uh, You can tweet at me at watsy 4444 on the twitter.com.
0: Perfect. And I am at watch the boxes. And like I said, if, you do sign up for draft.com using the promo code boxes and tweet at us. We will get you the information to take us on in a real cash draft.com league. So we are looking forward to your tweets. And if you like the show, please leave us feedback and uh, reviews on iTunes or whatever you download this podcast. It really helps us. Um, It's probably one of the top things that you can do in order to help the show. Uh, along with joining draft.com and we'd appreciate it if you just left a good review gave us five stars it helps us continue to um, keep bringing this podcast to you and to all the listeners out there thank you for listening thank you for your feedback we appreciate it and have a good night